Welcome to Dating in the Digital Age by Core Confidence Coaching. This is a podcast for men and women around the globe who want to improve their social confidence and dating lifestyle. Hosted by your coach, Andrew Gung. I've transformed hundreds of men and women through online and in-person dating. So tune in where we'll deliver you powerful tips and insights into the world of fashion styling, dating to relationships. Let's get you started. Welcome to episode 19, First Date Disasters. This is your main man, Andrew Gung from Core Confidence Coaching here in Australia. And if you haven't yet heard about us, we are a dating coaching company based in Melbourne, Australia. And our mission and goal is to impact, inspire, and transform over 100 men and women by the end of this year through the dating and relationship lifestyle. So in this episode, what I want to cover is what you do not do on your first date. Now, this is a commonly asked question by many men out there that are single, that have been single for many years, or they just came out of a long-term relationship or a marriage. And the first question they probe to me is, Andrew, I have no idea what to do on my first date or even the second date, third date. Sometimes they fail to even get beyond the first date, which is a common challenge. And at the same time, a lot of guys out there have no idea that it's even a mistake in the first place. And they come to me and they're scratching their heads because they fail to even get beyond the first date, even the second date. And they're getting ghosted by a lot of girls out there and they're scratching their heads and they're not sure. And they they present this to me and they're saying, Andrew, look, these women have no interest in me at all. They're not even attracted to me. I have no idea what's going on. They ghost me and I identify that it's usually a complete fuck up in their first date, sometimes around the time frame between their first to fourth date. And most men tend to do a lot of things wrong. They're doing a little bit too much. And so I want to keep this episode simple to five simple mistakes that men make that I see on a common occurrence. And then I'll break down as to the mentality behind this as to why they keep doing this. So here are the five common mistakes. Number one, the first thing you don't want to do is heavy, expensive, fine dining dinner dates or meals or lunches, brunches, anything that's excessively romantic and involves a meal. Now, I'll explain this into detail. Yes, I can understand at some point you may be hungry on your date or the girl may be hungry and that's fine. You can have a little simple snack, but don't revolve the date around a restaurant or some fine dining. Now, you may think that this is the logical thing to do. I I totally get it. Because when you think of dating, you think of what happens in the movies, you see a guy and a girl in a nice fancy restaurant, the waiter coming over, pouring some nice wine in her glass and ordering a nice fancy meal. Now, there's a few things that pop up. Okay, first of all, you're putting yourself in this position where you're in this friendly, non-sexual frame. You're sitting across the table from her for at least a good hour to two hours. There's no sexual chemistry being built. There's no physical escalation being built. And it basically turns into a bit of an interview. The guy or even the girl, let's just put the focus on the girl for a second. She, because it's her first date with you, she is feeling a little bit self-conscious about, okay, maybe I've got some food now stuck in my teeth. What if I drink wine? Then I'm going to get red teeth. Then I might get some food on my lipstick and then I'm going to ruin my whole look. And then I might have garlic breath after if I have any onions. I'm not going to kiss this guy and all sorts of things pop up in the head. So they get a little bit self-conscious around food, especially in the first few dates of the beginning of the relationship. So definitely no dinner dates at the beginning. 
There's slight exceptions, but let's just keep it simple today. Then we also have the challenge of, okay, who pays for the dinner? Because it's the first date, obviously the guy asked the girl out. Now let's just say the dinner date ends up being quite pricey, like $150 to $200 to even more. Sometimes dinners cost more and the girl, you know, just ordered whatever is off the menu. And the guy's like, oh my gosh, this is expensive. Now, if there's no attraction there and the guy is out wanting to seek what he's attracted to, and he's got about three to four different dates every fortnight, well, that's going to be a very expensive experience for him. So, you know, eventually it's going to add up and he's going to realize, well, you know, after all of these dates and none of them worked out, I could have by this time put a deposit on a house. And there's no fun or adventure behind a date being one of the first few dates, okay? So I'm going to rule this out. No expensive dinner dates. We're not here to impress the girl to show her how much money we can throw at her by a nice fine dining experience. Save that for later when you're really both invested in each other and you're looking to become exclusive or if not exclusive by this time, then yes, have these expensive fine dining dinners, completely fine, but not at the very beginning. And number two, the second most common mistake that men make out there is they choose to do movies or things like go-kart that involved no communication whatsoever. Now, I have had a few guys in my private Facebook coaching group, they suggested go-karts. They said, it's one of the best cool things out there. I get that. It's cool with your boys, but you're riding around a track for about 20 to 30 minutes and you've got at least three laps like this, three games. How are you even gonna get to know the girl? How's the girl even gonna get to know you? You're just speeding against her, riding up against her and your day goes on, it's been an hour into it and she has no fucking idea who you are. What kind of a date is that? And then at the end of it, it's like, cool. Well, um, yeah, it was nice meeting you. Um, yeah, I'll see you later. No fucking chance. You're being ghosted. You just spent like 80 bucks per person for this go-kart experience and you had no idea at the start of the date who she is. By the end of it, you had no idea who the hell she was still and she has no idea who you are. So no go-karts. Same thing goes for the movies. Yes, you're sitting next to each other. You can build a bit of intimacy, but most men fail to do so in the first date. Okay, so, you know, movies out of the question, go-karts out of the question. So maybe on your second date, drive-in cinemas could be a thing, but definitely not on the first date. Now, I have done drive-in cinemas for my second dates a fair few times because you're in your own car. You can watch whatever movie you want to watch because you drive into one of those car parks and you choose what movie you want. And you can eat as loud as you want. You can talk as loud as you want in your own car. And look, if things go pretty well, you can have intimacy in your own car as long as people can't see through your windows. So that's an option. But anything beyond that, movies, no, no go. Okay, number three is introducing your date on her first date together with you to your friends, even your family. Now, that's a big fucking red flag, guys. Don't do that stuff. I've seen this happen. I've made these mistakes myself where I've gotten so excited. I'm like, oh my gosh, this girl's really hot and I want my friends to see who I'm dating. I want my parents to see who I'm dating. 
and I literally bring them home or I invite them to a friend's birthday because I want them to see my friends and I want my friends to see how good looking she is. Complete fuck up. You can have friends that can literally cock block you by accident, whether it's a guy or a girl, even some guys I've seen before, right? Because it's a fresh date, your first date, they might even come in and be like, oh, okay, let's exchange details. You know, the friends that you're not that close with and they could say things that could really just tip the scales there because the girl's trying to get to know you and you're there basically introducing her to your friends or you're going out together as a big group. For starters, that I would not even consider a date, okay? Now, you can do these kind of things down the track, but not in the very beginning. Okay, number four, guys, we're nearly there. Don't do any brunches, hikes, or daytime activities. Now, avoid this. You can get away with some of these things, but just to keep it simple, avoid daytime dates altogether. In the beginning, especially, because as the saying goes, daytime's for friends, nighttime's for lovers. I heavily believe that. So many of my clients in the past have reached out to me in the beginning and they're like, Andrew, I just had about six dates in the last month. I'm like, okay, how did they go? Well, Andrew, yeah, it's kind of fizzling out. And I'm like, okay, tell me what happened. Okay, Andrew, I took them to a morning 9 a.m. brunch and we had coffee and a breakfast and went for a walk around the gardens and then we just went our ways and then that was it. I tried to go in for a kiss and she gave me her cheek and that was basically it. So yes, when you do dates in the daytime, most of the time, if you don't have much confidence and social calibration, you will basically frame the date like your friends. Now I have had and seen stories of clients that have done hikes, done bike riding for their first date, okay? These are things you would do when you're in a relationship or you're exclusive, but not in the very beginning. Because basically, as I said before, you're setting it up as if you're friends. And number five, drum roll. That was a pretty shitty drum roll. Okay, biggest fuck up most men make. And this is a definitely no-go for the first date. Even for any dates, guys, do not do an interviewed styled Q&A. Most men that do this are guys that have been single for most of their life. Or they just came out of a long-term relationship And they're trying to get to know the girl and they want the girl to get to know him. So they make it a very stiff, very stale, emotionally boring date by asking a whole bunch of fucking questions that does the girl's head in. And she's like, what the hell? I didn't realize I'm applying for a job here tonight. I'm basically wanting the guy to lead me to build some attraction. At least if anything, I want to feel some sexual chemistry, but he's just asked me, where do I live? How long have I been in Australia for? What do I do for work? What passions do I have in life? What do I do for fun? I'm like, oh my fucking gosh. I've heard so much feedback from girls that are just like, man, this guy bored me to death, but he was very good looking. I saw potential in him, but he bored the fuck out of me. So guys, no interview dates whatsoever. Now the mindset behind a man when he does either one of these mistakes is that he's trying to prove to the woman how much of a provider he can be. He feels he has to display his worth through how much he can spend on her. Now, this may attract some women out there that are in their late 30s, even 40s, because they've been through the whole hookups and casual dating, casual sex, and they're just looking for like a marriageable material. Now, long term, yes, women out there are looking for this type of man who's a provider. But at the very beginning, they are looking for a man that sparks the attraction. 
that can create that sexual chemistry on the first date to know if he has good banter, she can get along with him, have a good time in his presence and have a good laugh. So women don't want to feel like they're tied down either. As soon as a guy gets slightly attracted to her and starts fantasizing about her, even to some extent start visualizing about their future together, he starts placing her on this massive pedestal and wants to treat her like a queen from the very beginning, when his role is just to date at the very beginning. So what he tends to do is shower her with gifts and experiences from the beginning, trying again to display how much money he can spend on her when it's really how much attraction he can spark from the beginning. So this usually comes from a place of a low value man. This is how a low value man feels. He wants to present himself on how much he can spend on her. In certain cultures, this is completely expected and acceptable, where the woman wants to be fine, dined and spoilt. But here in Australia, this is a complete opposite way of doing things. Perhaps down the line, when you're seeing each other and want to create experiences and memories together, as I said before, yes, but not in the initial stages. Instead, allow for opportunities where she can get to know you, feel that sexual chemistry, feel that emotional chemistry, invest in you, and discover what you're all about. The thing is, men tend to perceive women's values a lot higher than ourselves. And so what do we start doing? We start providing for them, believing that their time is a lot more valuable than our own. And in doing that, we give them the perception that their time is worth more than ours. And so they start thinking this. They start thinking, hang on a second, this guy isn't great after all. He's not very spectacular. If he thinks he isn't as good as me, he must not be at all then. Now, it's okay to pay on the first date, don't get me wrong, but... As I stated before, don't do those expensive dates, right? Avoid those. She hasn't earned that yet. So why would you spend 200 to 300? Even I know some guys that have spent $500 on their first date. Guys, just don't do that altogether. Now, this brings us to the end of episode 19. I really hope you gained a lot of value from this. And if you really like the content in this episode, feel free to share this podcast out with a friend, family member, or work colleague that could really benefit from our episode and training from these podcasts. And if you would like to know more about Core Confidence Coaching, you can reach out to us on our website at www.coreconfidencecoaching.com.au or click on the link in the description. This is Andrew Gung from Core Confidence Coaching signing out.